0: religions. She was up there with all of our, uh, well, with some of our new thought ministers and ministers from around the world, uh, every denomination, every faith. Talked to her about it after service. It's an amazing experience to have. So good to see all of you. It's lovely to see you. We are uh, moving along. Uh, this is the end of November already. Can we believe that? 100 years of science of mind. We have one month left of the year, just December, next month. But we're wrapping up our uh, theme for this month, which was prosperity, abundance, and wealth. So it's uh, the last day as we move into that. We're going to be talking about an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, and how important that is. In Reverend Reg- Megan's reading, uh, Eric Butterworth you know, talks about having that attitude. And there's so many others that uh, really emphasize how important it is. Some people are always grumbling because roses have thorns. I am thankful that thorns have roses. Right? How are we looking at life? What are we focusing on? Are we focusing on the good? Are we focusing on the lack? Right? I think we probably all know people that... Uh, Go either way, right? Those people that you're around that are always positive, that are always looking at what, you know, the glass half full, and then we have the glass half empty, friends blessings and praise. We had the interfaith service on Tuesday night. A few of us were there. We had the opportunity to come together at the mission in Carmel, which is absolutely beautiful. I had never been there before. And we had, again, many denominations came together to have an interfaith service. And uh, we got to read, you know, the different people, you could read a prayer, or you could do a reading, or, you know, there were certain things that we were assigned. And I was able to do a reading, and and I found a reading from Ernest Holmes, um, a Thanksgiving talk he did on his show called This Thing Called Life. You know, and in it, he talked about blessing everything in your life. Ernest really emphasized the importance of blessing, blessing and praising. We raise and praise people. We do that a lot around here. We raise you and praise you. If, you know, somebody's we're sending somebody off, or we're just thanking somebody. We're raising them and praising them. And Ernest says this. He says, uh, "Mrs. Luther Burbank, who was the wife of the famous botanist." Um, Luther Burbank, told me that her husband used to talk to his plants and tell them exactly what he planted them to do. A friend of mine who trained the famous dog Strongheart, that was maybe before our time, Strongheart was in the silent films, he talks to animals just as surely as you and I talk with each other, and just so surely do they respond. There is a principle here. If plants and animals and children respond to praise, why won't everything else? Why won't everything else, you know, and that's worth taking a look at. You know, just recently, um, the IKEA company did an experiment with plants. And they um, put two plants, two identical plants, in schools. And they had them, they were exactly fertilized, they were watered, everything was exactly the same about these two plants. And they kept them there for 30 days. The only difference was that one plant was bullied, and the other plant was praised. They had a continual loop going on of messages to the plant. And then the children that participated, they also recorded some of the the messages to the plant. So this one plant was bullied for 30 days, and the other plant was praised. Other than that, they were exactly the same. At the end of 30 days, which plant was bullied? Withered withered, and the other one was in all its glory. So if plants and animals and children respond, why won't everything? Why won't everything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Reverend Diane Harmony, she was one of the ministers at Seaside Center for Spiritual Living when I first started. She was leaving as I was coming in. But she's the author of the Five Gifts of Abundant Life. We just call it the Five Gifts, the Five Gifts class. A lot of people have taken the Five Gifts class. It's one of our prosperity classes. And we should probably teach it here. It's a really good class. It's a really good class. But Reverend Diane, she says in the book, she says, the first of the five gifts is gratitude. Very first, you give thanks. Very first. She says, through giving this gift, you name your entire life a blessing. You name your entire life a blessing. That we remember what is, not what isn't, but what is. She has a lot of really powerful reasons why one should have gratitude. She says, gratitude is a love vibration. Who wouldn't want to be in that love vibration? Reverend Megan had us sit and just feel what it was like to be grateful. Can we go through life in that vibration? Feeling that gratitude? Gratitude is a distiller of emotions. That's a good one. You know, when we want to come back to center, to remember to be grateful. Gratitude is the great multiplier. You know, and many of our New Thought teachers will tell you that. gratitude. Gratitude. When you attend to something in gratitude, the metaphysical law is activated. That's a pretty good reason, activate the law. And gratitude disengages your panel of internal judges who has the committee that lives in your mind, right? Telling you all the reasons, but when we get into gratitude, it disengages that. And she says gratitude is the grace that revisions our linear lives. Those are just some of the few few reasons to practice gratitude, according to Reverend Diane Harmony. Gratitude amplifies all that we do. It truly does. You know, In Richard Carlson's book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, he tells a story of a man in one of his talks. A man asked him what people were like in California. And Richard said, well, I don't know. What are people like where you live? And the man said, oh, they're selfish and greedy. And he said, well, you'll probably find the people in California selfish and greedy too. Right? What we see, what we see, we carry it with us no matter where we are. You, if, if you are negative and throw a negative light on your life, no matter what you do, no matter where you move, no matter who you're with, you'll be unhappy because it's just the way you see it. The Dalai Lama in the uh, book, The Art of Happiness, the Dalai Lama tells a story of two friends of his, the two younger people, and one is a woman, and she was a nurse, and she left her nursing career to go into a startup company with two of her friends. We're starting a small health startup company, and she decided to go and be with them. Well, the company took off. took off like wildfire, and um, they were quickly bought out by a conglomerate, and this young woman was able to retire at 32 years old with all kinds of stop options, all kinds of money, and about two years later, she saw the Dalai Lama, and he asked her how it went. How's it been now that you've had all this money and had this great good fortune? And she said, you know, after the initial excitement wore off of having all that money, I bought a new house, I can travel, I can do the things I want to do, but life is pretty much the same. Nothing's really changed. I'm, I'm pretty much the same. And about that same time, he had a young man that he knew that was diagnosed with HIV. And about a year after the gentleman had contracted the virus, uh, the Dalai Lama was talking with him. And he said, how has it been this last year living with this? And the young man said, you know, it is the most amazing thing. I am so grateful that the symptoms haven't advanced, that I'm able to still work and do all the things I was able to do. I have a whole new outlook on life. I am grateful for every moment. I'm grateful for every moment. I see life in a whole new way. I have a whole new perspective. Right? Two people that experience two very different things And the one that we think would be horrible is grateful, is grateful for all that he has. And the young woman, her life hadn't changed much. You know, the book is called The Art of Happiness. It's a beautiful book. And uh, the Dalai Lama really says things so very clearly. A great life starts with a great mind. A blessed life starts first with a blessed mind. I like that. A blessed mind starts with a a blessed life starts with a blessed mind. And it's not the other way around, which is usually where we get in trouble. We think we have to see the blessing before we praise it. We think we have to see the good before we acknowledge it. We think we have to receive before we can feel grateful. Can you practice being grateful right here and right now with what you have? We activate the good in our life by blessing it. We choose whether our life is messed up or blessed up. I liked that whether it was messed up or blessed up. You know, I have two children, most of you know that. I have two children, and my daughter's three years older than my son. And uh, she was a musical theater major, and I joked that she was born in a musical. From the time she was a tiny girl, she sang. She sang everything, you know, sang to her Barbies, sang to her dolls. Everything she did in life was a musical, right? And and so we had a lot of Broadway show tunes that were playing in our house, right, while she was home. And, And she had a brother who's three years younger than her who's an athlete, but, you know, he's probably one of the few straight men in the world that knows every lyric to every Broadway show tune that there is, you know? Because we could all sing them. We could all sing them. And they were three years apart, and she graduated and went off to college. And so he was a sophomore, the year his sister went to college. And my son likes hip-hop, rap music. And so he would play that very loud, now that the musicals had left the house. You know, and some of it is, like, not so cheery, not so like the words were a little bit much and they were a little, you like, and so I wanted to find a way that I could be with my son and he could listen to his music. So we'd get in the car and he'd like, can I plug in my iPod, mom? And I'd be like, oh, you know, trapped in here. And I said, if you can find me some hip hop music with some good messages, because he would say there's lots of them out there that are good messages, mom. And he found me quite a few. But the one that I really love and that stays in my mind and has kind of become our little thing is Chance the Rapper has a song called Blessings. And uh, the chorus goes like, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. And the blessings keep falling in my lap. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. And the blessings keep falling in my lap. You know, so we never know where we're going to find our new thought uh, messages, you know. But there are some very beautiful messages. This young man is 23, 24 years old, and some of his songs are just beautiful, beautiful examples of life. The Law of Increase. In working with the Law of Increase, uh, in the book by Raymond Hollowell that I've been talking about the last few weeks, The Law of Increase is one of the laws he talks about. And he says, the law of increase might as well be called the law of praise. Because the law of increase is tied into the law of praise. What we praise grows. What we praise grows, like the plant, like the children, like the animals. The law of increase might as well be called the law of praise. Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude." Ralph Waldo Emerson. So this idea of gratitude, you know, when they talk about in working with the law, Holowell talks about that this idea of gratitude goes back to the Old Testament. You know, that they were praising and they were giving offerings and they, they were doing that to up the vibration to up the vibration, to be in that vibration of love, to give great thanks for all that you've received. Nil Donald, Donald Wall, she says, the struggle ends when gratitude begins. Louise Hay, my day begins and ends with gratitude. You know, So these are some pretty powerful, knowledgeable, new thought people who are telling us it's a good thing to have some gratitude, to practice this principle to prove it in our lives. You know, it's interesting, Reverend Megan and I were talking about this 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 week, you know, that Ernest Holmes doesn't really use the word gratitude a lot. And you can't really find a lot of articles or writings of his about gratitude. You know, in the science of my textbook, he uses the word gratitude one time, one time. And it's in the back of the book in the section titled Constant Prayer. In everything give thanks. An attitude of gratitude is most salutary and bespeaks the realization that we are now in heaven. How we love to do for those who cooperate with us and are grateful for our small endeavors. Gratitude is one of the chief graces of human experience. And it is crowned in heaven with a consciousness of unity. You know, why he doesn't use the word gratitude a lot, he uses the word blessing and blast a whole lot. He uses the word praise. He used the words blessing and blessed. Um, When we constructively praise and creatively bless, life abounds with love, peace, and joy. Those of us at the interfaith service, you heard this, but I'm going to read a little bit of what I read on Tuesday night because I think it's so important. This is from Ernest's radio talk. He says, Take time each day to say, I bless every member of my family. I bless my husband, I bless my wife. I praise my children. I bless everything that they are doing. Bless the gifts you make to people. Bless the friends you have. If you are in business, bless your business. Bless the customers that come in. Bless the goods that go out. Bless everyone working with you or around you. And don't forget to bless your own effort, that it shall prosper and multiply and increase and return to you a hundredfold. And then he says, there is one more thing I would like to ask you. Give thanks even for those things which you do not see. Blessed are they who have, not having seen and still believe. Bless the faith that is in you and it will grow. It will bloom like the rose bush. Bless the unused talents that you possess. And new ways of doing things will come into your experience. There is no way that God can work for us other than working through us. And if we reject the gift of life, if we refuse to accept it, how can we hope ever to hold it in our hands? Bless everything that comes into your life. Good, bad, or indifferent, bless it all. Bless it all. Mary Morrissey says, you know, that everything comes. People will say, well, I'm doing this law of increase. I'm doing this praising and nothing's showing up. In fact, so and so passed away. I lost my job. Bad things happen. And Mary reassures us that everything that happens is for our learning, for our good. Even those things that we might call bad, you know, the seemingly good, the seemingly bad. Praise it all. Give thanks for it all. I used to say a prayer. Thank you, God, for what you've given me. Thank you, Spirit, for what you've taken away. And thank you for what I have not yet received. You know, bless it all. Bless it all. I'll leave you with this. If the only prayer you said in your whole life was thank you, that would suffice. Eckhart Tolle. So I have a little treat for you today. I have a video. It's a little bit on the long side, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's a gratitude video. John, do you want to go ahead and play that for us?
1: this is just another day in your life. It's not just another day. It's the one day that is given to you today. It's given else? Just think of the weather. Even of the weather we don't think of all the many nuances. Look at the faces of people whom you meet. if overflow into blessings. <laughs>